Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Steps into it, pass is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Vikings win it! Here's your ball game, folks, as Flutie takes the snap. He drops straight back, has some time, now he scrambles away from one hit. Looks, uncorks a deep one for the end zone. Phelan is down there. Oh, he got it! He got it! He got it! Christie kicks it high and short. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, give pitches it, it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's 40, got something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got 40, it. 20, 10, He's got it. End zone. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. Under center is Wangler at the 45. He goes back. He's looking for a receiver. He throws downfield to Fire. much closer we're about shoot 20 and a half hours away from the game michigan ohio state the buckeyes as keith jackson used to say the only thing i ever liked about the buckeyes was saying it like keith jackson maybe the greatest play-by-play man who ever lived certainly the most classly and established and beautiful voice keith jackson had well played there by David Boston. David Boston and Charles Boston getting into a big scrap of doodle here overnight. Now at the big house. Now I'm getting a little too low. Now I, what do I sound like now? I don't sound like. I don't sound like. Yeah, shit. I lost it. I should just stick to. Up, oh, guys. That's all I do. Anyways. Woo! It's party time! Yes, I can't wait. I went to Michigan. I've. Look, I understand. You get older in life, you know, things get taken from you and you lose some of the passion you had, the innocence of youth because you're hardened by the painful reality of existence. I know you know what I'm talking about. That's putting it mildly. You're damn right, James. But there's still moments where you, I just, I really relate to my youth and it doesn't go away. And for one game, one time a year, I'm not somebody who takes sides, you know? I think groups and divisions between us do nothing but prevent us from progress. But with football, it's a little less innocent. At least it should be. Sometimes people in L.A., goddamn Los Angeles and San Francisco people, you beat the shit out of each other in parking lots. It gets way too serious. That's just awful, awful. I hate that stuff. I can lock that in. But, you know, Michigan-Ohio State is just something that was put into me from a young age. I've watched so many games now. You know, I've been around for a while. 
I graduated in 2010, and when I graduated, we were in the throes of the worst run in my lifetime between those two teams. Unfortunately, we finally got a win last year in a really, 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 really well done win, like a beaten ass dominant victory that it took a lot of the pain away. I felt what it was like maybe to be a Red Sox fan or a Cubs fan when you finally won the World Series, when it finally happened. I kind of get it. Well, why don't you cry about it? Saddlebags? Well, I don't want to cry about it. I'm just saying. Shit, I'm getting fired up. I'm getting fired up, man. I hear that music, and I think about Ohio State in Columbus, one of the scariest places you'll ever go to see a game as an opposing fan. It's intense. It's so intense. They would kill your grandmother for a victory. They would. They would take everything from you for a victory. And I know that. But I still feel that Michigan could win this game. Now, it's plus eight points right now. And... uh, Is it my fandom getting the best of me right now? I don't know. You tell me. I'm fired up, man. Woo! Okay, I got to calm down here. Can't wait for that game tomorrow. I'm going to go over to a friend's house. Me and Leanne are driving out to Ann Arbor. We'll be watching it in the city limits of Ann Arbor with some great Michigan pals. It's going to be three and a half hours, hopefully, of joy. I hope things go well here. I really do, but uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. Michigan, you know, they haven't played anybody this year. That's a huge problem. Oh, here we go. All right, the live chat's brewing. John Doe's here. Finally, John Doe, where you been? We've been looking for you. Been waiting for John Doe to join the live chat and be a part of our show here on the Plaza Podcast. Two L's. Utah. Two Z's. Give me two. Okay. Hey, man, would it be wise to sell high on Justin Fields? I have Hurts as my QB1. Absolutely, John Doe. End of story. Thinking about doing Fields and Ingram for Ayuk, but unsure if that's a wise deal. <sighs> that's a fine deal. Do it right now. Go for it. Lock it in. Now, Brandon Ayuk, I like him a lot, and he's talented, but he's just got a lot of miles to feed when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers and what they can do over there, there's a lot of options. But I would definitely do that trade in a heartbeat. I think Fields is, I mean, serious shit here. We're talking shoulder issues, and they might have to shut him down for good. So I would do this deal. And I like Evan Ingram as a tight end, but he's super inconsistent because Lawrence just didn't feed him enough. I would do this trade right now, John Doe. I'm going to lock that in. There it is, locked in. Good to have you here, John. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. We've had a bit of growth recently. It's been real nice. Let's keep it going. Let's get this up to 400 subs. I mean, this is ridiculous. We should easily be a 400 subscriber channel. We're way better than this. We offer entertainment and analysis. The best of both worlds. Chad knows what I'm talking about, don't you, Chad? Chad says, give me Florida State alt line, minus 21. Florida ruled out practically their entire offense. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I really thought that Florida would have a fighting chance in this game, but I may have made a huge mistake. So I guess that's what I get for living this life. I did take Florida in the plus 10. So, Chad, you got me really bummed out. Anyways, uh, I work at FTN, and I do make college football picks as well. So check out FTNBets.com. Use my promo code MJGovier 
You get to save a bit of money, and you get access to everything. Whatever you want to bet on, we have the Discord channels for it, and all of the bets are properly tracked in the FTN Bets pick tracker. You can see them all. There's full transparency, whether it's WNBA or World Cup soccer, of course, NFL, NBA, college basketball, feast week. We got a lot of good shit going on here. Get your ass over to FTNBets.com right now. I love it there. Hey, Brian, what's up, buddy? Brian Pereira is here. Good to see you. How was Thanksgiving yesterday, Brian? Did you enjoy yourself? He says, my family 10-team league is so stingy. Yeah, we talked about this before, didn't we? A few weeks back, we talked about family leagues and how nobody wants to trade. It's really, really annoying. I know it's shocking, too. He says, I could offer Mahomes for free. <laughs> nobody would take it. Scumbags! You're damn right, Brian. I think that's the first time somebody's called their family scumbags. And uh, give you a round of applause for that because that's just hilarious. Good shit, Brian. Good shit, my man. Chad says, I was going to pick Florida until I saw all the wide receivers were ruled out. Well, I like their coach a lot. Billy Napier is a good coach. He was brought to Florida after he made miracles at Louisiana with the Raging Cajuns. So I'm going to trust and Napier here being a better coach than Norvell. But we'll see, because Florida State's clearly had the better season. There's no doubt about it. But these rivalry games, anything can happen. Throw out the record books. Troll toll. Yeah, sometimes you get trolled that way. All right, so, man, I'm excited for Michigan-Ohio State. Let's break it down for you real simple. Michigan has not played anybody of note. All their road games have been against lame-ass opponents. Ohio State, they beat Penn State on the road. That was a big win, convincingly. So everything leading up to this, Shows me that Michigan hasn't played anybody, doesn't have the battle-tested experience like last year's team. So I want to take the plus eight, but I might be fooling myself here with my maize and blue goggles, right? It very realistically looks like Ohio State could win this game by 10. I think somebody in the Slack chat over at FTM where I work, somebody's like, yep, lock it in, Ohio State by 10. And right now, I'm starting to see that a lot more. But I'm not going to bail on my plus eight. I'm going to stick with it because I do think that Harbaugh, he's actually a better coach than Ryan Day. Is that true? Uh, Well, why don't you cry about it, saddlebags? I'm not crying about it. I'm just saying that I think Harbaugh knows how to get the most out of the players he has and the scheme he has. Yeah, that's right. Ryan Day is... Someone who inherited Urban Meyer's masterpiece. Does he really know what he's doing? I mean, at Ohio State, anybody could drive the car. But can you get it repaired when it needs that oil change, when you need to rotate the tires? When you need to replace that muffler, is Ryan Day the kind of guy who can recognize that, you know what, that's my muffler, I need to replace that. Or not. I don't know, something to chew on. The more you know. Brian says, LOL, it was an interesting Thanksgiving dinner discussion on how I'm the only guy trying to ruin everyone's roster just by trying to improve. How dare I attempt something so crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Brian, that's good shit, man. Love having you here. These family leagues, I haven't done them, but I've heard the stories. A lot of stories about these family leagues, and it doesn't seem like everybody's playing to win the games. You play to win the game. Doesn't seem like that. If you can't make a trade, more trades. Stop being so stingy. It's a family league. Make it more fun, people. If you're in a fantasy football league that's a family league, open your heart, open your mind, trade your best player. Take a chance. 
Take a chance, take a, take a, take a, take a, take a, take a chance on me. All right, so, well, maybe uh, you can be the asshole of the league. Every family has an asshole, right? Don't be that guy. They do. Maybe I'm the asshole in my family. I don't even know it. Usually you're the last to know if you are the asshole. Uh, I do know that Columbus is the asshole of America. So, hey, <laughs> yeah, woo! No way! Look at that, I just burned Ohio State's ass. Can't wait to watch that game tomorrow. I, it's the only game of the year where I am just every play, I am standing up, I'm fired up, I'm yelling. I get very passionate. I don't know what it is, but there's just, once you've witnessed an Ohio State-Michigan game, and you've relived it, or you've lived many of them. It's really hard to get fired up for the other games in the schedule, especially when you're playing Hawaii and Colorado State and a bunch of nincompoops to start the year. It's just, who cares? It's really just, hey, the season is Ohio State. Let's hope we can get there with a really good record so it means more. But even if it didn't mean as much, it's still a really intense game. That's what I say about that. Chad says, uh, Michigan slaughter of Penn State is the big question mark on how much it matters. Yeah, you're right. Penn State's the variable here, the similarity. Uh, Maryland came to Michigan, played them pretty tough, too. And Maryland also played Ohio State pretty well last week, so he can't really gather anything of note. There's no real concrete information you can get from either one of the schedules from Ohio State or Michigan. You just can't. Mich big tennis trash is here, total trash. I mean, just absolute garbage, right? What did the Big Ten offer this year except two undefeated teams and a partridge in a pear tree? Everything else is shit, right? Oh, that's our NFL draft teaser. That means we've got to talk NFL and fantasy football. That means I have to officially get off the Michigan-Ohio State game. I'd love to talk about it more, but really, it's just time to wait. For that game to show up. I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm stoked. Whenever you're watching this, maybe you're watching this while the game's going on because you want to learn more about fantasy football week 12. We had a wild day of Thanksgiving yesterday. I had a parlay that was going to win, but the Giants touchdown with eight seconds left. Totally fucked me. Thanks a lot, Giants. <laughs> God, what a stupid touchdown. I hate bad beats like that. I had... I had the parlay. I took the Lions and the points, and I had the Cowboys, and I had the Vikings. Oh, man. Such a bummer, man. I wish better things happened in my life. Whee! Anyway, the Big Ten's trash. That's what we know. I'm the trash man. And yesterday was heartbreaking from a gambling perspective. And I'd like to congratulate the Millie Maker winner, whose lineup did have Nelson Aguilar in it, and Kirk Cousins. And none of the Bills wide receivers. That was a smart play yesterday. Don't play any of the Bills wide receivers, and you could still win a million dollars. That's what happened yesterday. Congratulations. Oh, George Cook. What's up, George? I hope you're subscribing to the YouTube channel. Remember, the Discord's free, too. we got to pop the Discord link in the live chat, which I will do right now. But George wants to know, what do you think of the A.J. Brown illness news? Um, well, George, I don't think much of it. Do you think it's a big deal? You tell me. George, you're a fantasy stalwart in your own right i'm sure of it so what do you think are you sad about it do you think aj brown's gonna be somebody we can't rely on this week are you talking dfs you took in rest of season tell me where your thoughts are tell me why ain't nothing but a harder oh seriously as far as we know um he's just ill so i don't think it's a big deal 
but he will practice today. So I don't think it's a problem at all. He did miss. He got sick. He shit his pants. Uh, he puked in a bucket. Who knows what happened, but he'll be fine. He's going to play Sunday. I have no doubts about it. And I wouldn't be worried whatsoever about A.J. Brown. Uh, Chad says, like, yeah, Toledo is really good, but they are horribly mismatched against Ohio State. That's true. And Notre Dame never wins big games. Yeah, a lot of people are on Notre Dame to win this game outright against USC, but I'm not buying it. I'm taking the USC in the five and a half. I'm laying the five and a half. Chad also says Brian Dable is going to give himself CTE the way he coaches. Yeah, did you see how pissed he was when that touchdown got called back? The first touchdown the Giants scored was called back on a penalty. He was so pissed. I mean, he was raging out. He basically was like Gilbert Godfrey. This was Brian Dable yesterday. Ah! Yep. That's Brian Dable. Oh, Sound Money. What up, Sound Money? And the Twitch, in case people want to chat with me, but I won't chat with them. No, you won't, Sound Money. We know that. Uh, George says, George laughing it up. He says, he's had two bus weeks in a row. Just don't know if I should play Mike Evans over him for fantasy. Well, <sighs> Bucks Browns, Mike Evans hit or miss, unfortunately. Mike Evans is due. I really would like to play Mike Evans this week. I really would. And I know A.J. Brown... Uh, A.J. Brown had a tough matchup, too, against the Colts. I was calling it. I took the Colts in the six and a half last week because the Colts' pass defense can be a problem, and they knew how to limit the somewhat simple offensive execution that Philadelphia does. So I think I might roll Mike Evans instead of A.J. Brown, but at the same time, you know, the Eagles will be taking on Green Bay, and Green Bay sucks, so... It seems like it's a good opportunity for A.J. Brown to get right. That's a really tough call. I don't think the illness affects A.J. Brown, but I can't guarantee you he's going to bust loose against Green Bay. But Green Bay does suck. They do. Their defense isn't anything to worry about. Jair Alexander's a fraud this year. So, yeah, you know what? I think I could stick with A.J. Brown, but I'm not super confident about it. Can't trust it! I think Mike Evans by a hair. It's very close, though. Mike Evans by a nose. Very, very tight, George. Very tough call, I must say. George also says Saquon only getting 13 rushing attempts and not being in for that final drive was a travesty. Yeah, I didn't play Saquon at all yesterday. I just didn't feel like... I feel like he's getting run down, and they're not going to drive him into the ground, and that they might get behind against the Cowboys, which would be a problem for Saquon. George says the Packers fan of me would love to say Jair shadows Brown and shuts him down, but... You know that. Come on, George. You know the truth. George says, you're killing me. You're shitting on my Packers. Well, look, your Packers speak for themselves. Dude, my Lions, my Bozo Lions beat your Packers recently. That says it all, George. That just doesn't happen. That is not something that happens, okay? I got to tell you, I am definitely feeling like (laughs) it's a strange world where the Packers seem less organized than the Lions do now. That's really the world we're living in. Even though Lions lost yesterday and did the classic classic Lions Bozo Fest failure that they always do, as soon, as soon, I mean, what the hell? was Dan Campbell's been shit on so many times for his clock management. And once again, I got to see it real time yesterday on Thanksgiving. The Lions get a pass that's just short of the first down and then seven seconds ticks off but then there's a review and they take it back a yard so then the clock goes back to 32 and you're like oh okay shit wow well that was we lucked out and they got the timeout back but then on third one they throw the ball on a 
fade a go route down the sideline to DJ Chark, who already caught a touchdown pass. DJ Chark is, he's talented. When he's actually on the field, he's viable. But it's Jared Goff. That ball was horrendous. I mean, unless they had been a plan to throw a back shoulder on the sideline, but Chark had a step on him. If he had thrown it farther down the field, that was the shot. I don't hate the play call, but then you kick it on fourth and one. And you give it back to the Bills and everybody in the world, every Lions fan who's ever lived, knew exactly what was going to happen. You could lock that in three times over. Every Lions fan knew this game was over as soon as that happened. And then Josh Allen throws a beautiful ball. What a throw that was. No UCL injury, in my opinion. That You can't make that throw if you're hurt. So I'm not buying into the UCL stuff. I think it's between the ears this season now. Or there's a lack of confidence because he did get hurt and he lost some of his confidence recently. But he's physically capable to throw a dime, a laser, right down the middle of the field that half a second too late, it would have been knocked down. It was such a great throw. And that was it. And then I knew the field goal was going to be made and I knew the game was over. Because that's what the Lions do. George Cook says, hey now, hey now. Helmet tip interception changed that game. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers threw two goal line picks that game. You can't. Aaron Rodgers was sleepwalking in that game against the Lions. It was pathetic. You know it's pathetic. You saw it, George. Look, the Lions are shit. They'll always be shit. And the Packers just aren't very good this year. It's the Vikings division. And I don't see how the Vikings blow this. Though, the Vikings have blown things in the past. They came back and beat that Patriots team last night. That was very game. So... Oh, George says, broken thumb could be an excuse, right? Uh-oh, do we know that? We know Aaron Rodgers has a broken thumb? I don't know that we know that, George. I haven't seen that officially. There's been talk, but... Anyways, Chad says, I've never been so happy to see Tulane win a football game like I was last night. It gave Coastal Carolina another chance at controlling their destiny on the Cotton Bowl bid after the canceled game. So it's official, Tulane beat Cincinnati? I'm so happy for Tulane. Good for them. Woo! I love Tulane, man. Very happy for them. George says, Vikings defense will be the reason they lose in the first round of the playoffs. I can buy that, George. I'm with you all the way, buddy. Vikings, they're just... Kirk Cousins won a road playoff game once in New Orleans. That did happen, but that's about it. I think Case Keenum took him farther than Kirk Cousins ever has. All right, let's get into the nuts and bolts this week, though, because I want to talk football of what we need to talk about here. So let's dive into the action this Sunday. I talked about the game, Michigan-Ohio State. I'm stoked for it. It's going to be great. It's going to be legendary. Uh, there's a lot of other college football, a lot of rivalries going on, as Chad saying. We got action right now. Iowa should dismantle Nebraska. I feel confident in that. Uh, North Carolina was getting, they were laying six and a half against the Wolfpack. Chad says the Wolfpack's already up seven, nothing, but I don't care what happens in the first half. College games are all about the second half and the fourth quarter. So we'll worry about that later. All right, let's get into the first game. Tampa Bay box at the Cleveland Browns. Oh, doctor. Let's break it down. So the Bucs are three and a half point road favorites because the Browns have just shit the bed. The Browns are toast. Sean Watson, the scumbag of all scumbags, a man who's lied to his own mother, probably his own girlfriend. He's lied to himself more than anything. And yet, this is America, Jack. So uh, this is America, Jack. This kind of shit's just allowed to go on. So Sean Watson will be back in the fold, and the Browns will probably make a run. It'll just be so ugly and ooey and nasty. And Deshaun Watson, 
Just don't be that guy, okay, guys? Don't be that guy. Do not be that guy. Please, for the love of God. Even if you throw touchdowns, it's still not good enough. It's just not even close. There is a standard for decency in this world, and I'm no tight ass, but I'm talking about a basic respect for women. You throw the touchdowns, you take advantage of people, you're a piece of shit. I don't care what you do. And I'm so glad I'm not a Browns fan. I don't ever have to root for that scumbag. Browns fans have always wanted to win a Super Bowl, and if Deshaun Watson's the one that delivers it to them someday, oh, you're going to be so torn, man. Don't, don't, there are some, you're some assholes out there. Be like, I don't give a fuck. He throws football. That's his job. I don't give a shit what he does to other people. I don't care if he assaults other people. Who cares? You got issues, and you got your priorities jacked up. But there's a lot of people walking around with trauma and pain, and they are just so much in denial that they'll say shit like that and they'll support people like Deshaun Watson. It's a sick, twisted world. I didn't create it. I live in it. I can control what I want to do, but I can't control all the variables in this world. And uh, that's a fact, Jack. I'm going to lock that in. Ah! Oh, wait a minute. Now, that's my inner monologue when I think of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that's what that is. Ah. George says, your Lions should be over 500 if the decent defense doesn't shit themselves the last two minutes of every game. Well, the Lions always shit themselves in every final two minutes of every game they've ever played. You know that, George. You've been around a long time. You've been feasting on the Lions as a Packers fan for decades. Going all the way back to Brett Favre throwing that touchdown to Sterling Sharp to beat the Lions in the playoffs in 1993, 94. It was 93 season. 94 was when that game happened. God, that game sucked. Wah! Chad says, oh, that was earlier today. I assumed it was last night, but yeah, Tulane won 27-24. Yeah, that game happened at noon today, Chad. So congratulations to Tulane. Avila's here. Avila? Avila! Is this Al Avila? Was this former Tigers general manager, Al Avila? Or it says R Avila. Welcome to the show, R Avila. Good to have you here. Make sure you subscribe while you're here and like this video. And I'll drop the Discord link in the live chat. He wants to know, Pacheco or Sutton in half PPR? I don't know how you could ever trust a Denver Bronco fantasy player this year. How could you trust Cortland Sutton at all? If it's a Denver Bronco versus anybody, you got to take anybody, don't you? Can't trust it. Yeah, you can't trust it. You can't trust the Broncos for shit. Their season's done. They're run by a moron. Their quarterback is a cheesy motherfucker who doesn't keep it real with his teammates. He's not honest about himself and his life. He's also a raging Christer, and he throws that on people and uses his pious nature as like, look at me, I live life the right way. I don't like that shit. I never trust people who do that because usually the people who are really down with God and Christianity and that stuff, they don't say anything about it. They just do their business. They don't go poaching and using Christianity is an excuse. I've always really, really been turned off by Russell Wilson and the way he does things. And I'm not surprised at all. I'm taking Pacheco. I think it's an easy call. Isaiah Pacheco's become the centerpiece for the running back position. You don't even have to worry. CEH was not a concern, but now he's officially not a concern because he's on the IR. Yeah, McKinnon might catch a couple balls out of the backfield, but this is Pacheco's backfield for the rest of the season. And it's really the key for the Chiefs to win a Super Bowl. I really believe that. Pacheco in a run game, which we've always talked about. Chiefs do the run the ball more. They get too much into the pass. They fall in love with the passing game. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy love to throw the ball. So Pacheco's easy call here. I don't care if it's four-point PPR. Pacheco on the ground. 
scoring touchdowns. The Rams are dead in the water. Aaron Donald's like, what am I doing here? Why? Although, I got to tell you, okay, I'll say this. Bryce Perkins, who's going to be the starting quarterback, he's out of Virginia. I think there's some fun potential for him to make some noise against that Chiefs defense, especially with the line being 15 and a half. I mean, the line's out of control, so... Uh, George says Pacheco isn't the pass catching back, so I lean Sutton. It doesn't matter if it's PPR. If a guy doesn't catch any balls, you're still not getting points in half PPR. Cortland Sutton's not going to get opportunities. It just doesn't happen. It sucks. The Denver Broncos are shit. They're total shit. Welcome to hell. Yeah, welcome to hell. Denver Broncos offense. Chad says Sutton gets empty volume at least. I doubt it. Okay, you can go ahead and dream on about that. I'm going to take the more reliable player, even if he doesn't catch his balls. If Isaiah Pacheco gets 18 carries, runs for 115 yards, and scores a touchdown, that's going to be more than whatever Cortland Sutton does. I assure you. I assure you. Plus, the Panthers' D is underrated. They really limited the Ravens last week. They come to play. And outside of that weird-ass game between the Falcons and the Panthers about a month ago when it was 37-34 and DJ Moore took his helmet off and cost them a game, yeah, that was real, real dumb. Good God. Yeah. What are you doing, DJ Moore? What were you thinking? You know what DJ Moore did when he threw his helmet off and he caught that go-ahead, possibly go-ahead touchdown? Guy missed the extra point because of his penalty. But when he caught that amazing pass catch, end of the game, Threw his helmet off against the Falcons, and he just said, Whatever, motherfucker! Yeah, that's what he did. He didn't say it, but that's what his actions were. So funny. Uh, Chad says, They don't utilize him in those packages. I don't give a shit. Sutton, it's, Rocco's offense is dead. I'm locking that in. I'm not changing my mind. Uh, Georgie says, Yeah, pretty much every pass catcher in KC will get a touchdown before Pacheco. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. I mean, KC can get up in this game. If it goes the way everybody says it's going to go, the Chiefs are going to get up on the Rams, and then they can just run the ball in the second half. Pacheco can grind out a big, healthy load of stats in the second half. Chad says, Sutton, two weeks ago, six for 66 on 11 targets. Last week, five catches for 84 yards on seven targets. Eh, okay. Wow. Wow, dude. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> wow, dude. I'm not impressed. I'm going Pacheco, and I'm not changing my mind. And we'll find out what happens on Sunday, because that's the ultimate judge of the truth. Play Sutton might be cheaper in DK, too, on DFS. Sutton could be a cheap DK play. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not going to change my mind. Cook's going to say, was going to say an early lead bodes well for Pacheco. All right, well, you let us know. Make sure when we're not on the air, you let us know in the Discord, of course. I just dropped the Discord link in the live chat. The Blazo Podcast here. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. That's how you spell it. Give me two. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and you're in the Discord because the Discord's where the action's at. We'll talk about all your decisions for Sunday. We'll talk in off-season baseball, dynasty. If you're into dynasty baseball, dynasty football, we're doing all that shit in the Discord. So get on in there. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Do it. What are you waiting for? Come on. Do it now. All right. So let me get back to business. Anyways. Bucks, Browns, I don't have a clear read on this at all. I kind of want to take the Browns because they're home dogs, a three and a half. But the Bucks are coming off a bye. And I think the worst part of the Bucks season is over. Tom Brady should be able to beat the Browns, but it might be by a field goal. So if you're getting that hook with the Browns, I might want to take that hook, three and a half. But in terms of production, the Bronco, Broncos, the Browns, they only got stats last week because it was garbage time. Amari Cooper and Jacoby Brissett 
threw up some garbage time stats, which totally count. But if you're looking for reliability and consistency, I don't know how you can trust that. I just don't see it. I don't trust these fools. And, I mean, DPJ has not had a terrible year, but the Bucks defense, I think the best part of their defensive season is about to go down. And to me, the Browns fit right into the mold of the team that the Bucks can handle quite easily. Quite easily. So, We'll see what happens, but uh, I'm not excited. I'm starting Mike Evans. I'm playing all my Bucks wide receivers if I can. And, you know, Rashad White. Everyone's talking about him. Getting more opportunities, but, you know, last time out against Seattle before Leonard Fournette got hurt, he had 14 carries, 57 yards. He was getting a chunk of the offensive load still. So let's not rule that out entirely. Let's not just assume it's Rashad's White's backfield forever, but... The fact that Fournette probably won't play means this week it's going to be good news. So I, I get that. Hornette, Fournette's going to sit this one out because they're going to want him for the playoff run. So Rashad White season is in effect. Yeah, Rashad White official. I'm going Rashad White season, locking it in this Sunday against the Browns. Should be a great time. Uh, okay here. Sound Money says we're drafting for 2027? Probably in 2028? Really? I don't know what that... Did I miss something? There must be something in the live chat I missed here. Oh, also, uh, Avila wants to say Judy is ruled out. FYI, I have Murray. Yeah, I know Judy's not going to play, but that's all the more reason to limit Sutton. The Panthers are going to shut him down and make Wilson go elsewhere. I don't know if Wilson will make the right choice. I just don't. Avila says Pacheco or Garrett Wilson? Ooh, Mike White in the fold? No more Zach Wilson? Let's talk about that game. Bears at the Jets. Jets are six-point favorites. Mike White starting has upped the number by a couple of points. I'm, I'm all about it now. I think Mike White is a competent quarterback, much more so than Zach Wilson was. And the Bears suck. I mean, defensively, they're not great. I'm going to take Garrett Wilson there. I, I like Pacheco, but in that half PPR, Garrett Wilson... I like it a lot. I might be falling into a trap here, but I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson, Avila. Uh, oh, Sound Money's doing this uh, in regards to Dynasty Baseball talk in the Discord. Okay, that's right. Forgot about that. Yeah, we're getting way deep into like 2027. That's putting it mildly. That's out of control. Yeah, I'll take Garrett Wilson over Pacheco for PPR. I will. Mike White, Garrett Wilson. I like, man, Elijah Moore coming alive. Is this a game where the Jets offense can finally thrive from a passing point of view? I would love to see that. I don't maybe I'm getting too excited though. Maybe it's too obvious. Maybe we not we haven't seen Mike White in action this year. We might want to see what he can offer first before I go all in on the Jets passing attack, but I'm really excited about all of those really talented wide receivers that the Jets have at their disposal. All right, anyways, uh yeah, I covered that. So the Bears wise with Trevor Simeon starting Fields isn't going to play. I like Simeon to boost Darnell Mooney's value. I think Darnell Mooney is a must. Well, actually, they're playing the Jets, so it's a really bad week. But going forward after the Bears play the Jets, because Sauce Gardner, the Jets defense is not to be trifled with. I mean, the Jets defense is like the number one play of the week this week. They should really crush this Bears offense. They really should. But as I'm saying those words out loud, it makes me realize that just when you think one thing will happen in the NFL... The other thing happens, but going forward after the Jets game, Darnell Mooney, if Simeon's throwing him the ball, I like his value rest of season. And for the playoffs, you know, we're getting closer. We're in week 12. 
We're only a few weeks away now. The clock is ticking ever so closely more towards fantasy football playoffs, which we all live for here. And the Bears in the playoffs, they got Philadelphia, Buffalo, and Detroit for the playoff run. Well, Detroit in championship week is a great matchup. That is a great matchup, but you got to go through Philly and Buffalo, both at home. I'll say that first. That's tough. That's real tough. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see how that plays out, but uh, I don't love those first two matchups for Mooney. But, you know, after this week, maybe a couple of games with Mooney get to end the playoffs, and then you abandon Mooney and all hope after that, right? Okay, great. Chad says, Mike White didn't make it go up. Justin Fields likely not running if he plays, did it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe that did, but I think Mike White involved maybe. We could disagree on that, but I'm going to stick to my point. I think Mike White being inserted did help too. All right. So I covered that one, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Bengals Titans. So the Bengals are in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is home dogs. They got the better record. But the Bengals beat them in the playoffs last year, if you recall. Remember, Joe Burrow was sacked like 80 times, and they still pulled out that victory because Ryan Tannehill threw interception, and he sucks. So the question is here, did the Titans learn anything? Are they still the same team as they were in the playoffs last year? Yes. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly. They definitely are. I'm taking the Bengals in this one, and I am not afraid of the Titans defensively here. I Jamar Chase, is he going to be back? Jamar Chase sighting. Very exciting. Got me. If Chase is a go in this game, man, that would be awesome. I don't know if he's going to be able to play or if they're going to hold him out one more week, but the fact that he's getting closer is really good news for everybody who has him rostered. So they like where Chase is headed. Maybe he sits this one out and then he comes back next week for the game against just so happens to be the kansas city chiefs Ooh, that's when chase comes back i feel good about that either way i like the bengals offense against the titans the titans can run you into the ground and they're a nightmare and it's hell on earth i know all that shit uh chad says no mixing though who cares that's what tennessee does well anyways they defend the run the best they're most exposable in the past so this is great news even if Chase doesn't play, Joe Burrow is the better quarterback by far. This could be a grinder, you know, the over-under, maybe take the under in this game, but the Bengals are going to beat the Titans. I'll take Derrick Henry to do his thing. He's not going to be dominant. The Bengals can stop the run when they're fully healthy and functioning, which they're getting close to being. And plus, they make great second-half adjustments too. They really do, especially defensively. So we'll see how the second half goes, but I really feel the Bengals take the Bengals in the second half. If the Titans win the first half and they're up, I would jump on a live line on the Bengals' second half. That sounds like fun to me. Uh, so, yeah, I like Robert Woods, too. I've been I've been going back to the well with Robert Woods, but Traylon Burks is coming on, and I know you want to play him if you have him this week, but this could be... A bit of a tougher challenge with the Bengals secondary. Could be. But if Traylon Burks shows something here, I'm willing to start Burks. I think it's somewhat risky. He's kind of in that uh, might-be-iffy category for me. But if Burks is who we think he is, then he should really show out and show us something. And that would be a big boost for his value and for my trust in the Titans as a team if Traylon Burks shows us, hey, I am who I thought you thought I was. Now... If you want to crown them, then crown their ass.
but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Yeah, that's too bad, Denny. Rest in power, Denny Green. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way. I'm not just going to throw a commercial mid-sentence on you. I wouldn't do that. I respect you, and I know that's annoying. So here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from Starbucks or Spectrum, Comcast, Apple, who the hell knows. Three, a two, one. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay. All right, so yeah, that's how I feel about that one. Uh, So Kyle Allen is getting the start for the Houston Texans as they head down to sweltering Miami to take on the Dolphins and Tua. I love Tua. All hail Tua. Tug of Iloa. All hail Tua. I love you, Tua. In Tua we trust. Troll toe. All hail Tua. Love Tua. I mean, this game looks so obvious on paper. It makes me a little bit concerned because Houston, by the way, is a sweltering hot city in its own right. I know they play indoors, but if you live in Houston, you go to Miami, you're like, this is no big deal. I've lived this weather all my life. So I don't know if the weather factor is a big deal here, but if Kyle Allen, who actually has more career touchdowns than interceptions, oddly enough, he's serviceable, very... Very vanilla, serviceable in the most average way possible. But it just looks too easy. That's what I'm concerned about this. The line's 14. That's what I'm concerned about. The Dolphins should crush the Texans, especially because the Dolphins' defense, what they do best is stop the run. And that's all the Texans can do. Damian Pierce should have a real tough day. And if he can't get it going, it's up to Kyle Allen to hit Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. I guess. Maybe there's some garbage time stats there. You could start some Texans pass receivers if you feel there's a garbage time aspect here, but that's it. Otherwise, I'm really confused on this game. It just seems too easy. Just like the Chiefs-Rams game, I don't like games that look so easy. That concerns me. Let's talk about the Falcons at the Commanders. The Falcons had a fun little run to start the year, but they've become very depressing. And they won't make a quarterback change. And Washington's defense is just taken right off. And the fact that this is only a four-point spread, I think it looks like easy money for Washington. I don't know what I'm missing here. But Washington should limit 
what the Falcons want to do. Kyle Pitts is out for the year. That means Drake London is going to get more coverage. Drake London we can't trust because Mariota is a guy we can't trust. The only hope here is that Cordero Patterson and the run game can keep the ball in their hands and dominate the line of scrimmage. That's the only hope. But, boy, I love Corderell, and I just have a hard time ever sitting him because he's so explosive. But I'm taking the commanders here, and I really like the commanders' passing offense to take off here. In fact, the whole Atlanta defense is suspect. Antonio Gibson had 18 carries last week, and now Brian Robinson does less. I thought Brian Robinson was a lock as a great DFS play last week. I started B-Rob in almost all of my DFS lineups, and boy, did that burn me. It really did. Sucked. Damn it. And then Gibson's the man. Gibson was persona non grata. Remember how the season started? Brian Robinson got shot. Suddenly, Antonio Gibson, who everybody on the team hated, hey, welcome back. We need you now, Antonio. Then B-Rob comes back. And it looks like maybe Gibson's on the outs, but Gibson's hanging around. Hang around. Hang around. And then Gibson's getting more carries. So I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, B-Rob had 26 carries in the game before that. So maybe it was like, oh, man, it was just too much of a load on B-Rob, and he needed less carries against Houston, who they could easily beat anyways, and they did. Maybe that was the case. But I can't give you a clear definition on who the back to trust is in Washington this week. I wish I could. I mean, you look at the, the carries from last week or the snap count. Let's look at the snap count just for the running backs in Washington. Okay. Uh, uh oh, wait a minute. I typed the wrong word. My fault. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What the hell? Why is this? This is strange. This filter is terrible. I'm trying to work with this filter of this uh, website that I use that I really like a lot. It's great with, it puts all the information for you in the snap count in order, and it gives you snap percentage, season snaps, offensive snaps for each week, whole season. It's really, really great. But uh, for some reason, it's not working for me when I need it to work. That does happen in life. You guys ever have those problems where you're like, man, I really need this to work right now, especially when you're doing a show and people are listening to you or watching you, and then it doesn't work? That sucks. So Okay, there it is, finally. So last week, yeah, it was Antonio Gibson. He blew Brian Robinson out of the water, 68% to 34% of the snaps. So there you have it. That was obvious. Will that continue? I mean, season snaps, by the way. And we know that B-Rob was out, so it's not really fair to compare. But Antonio Gibson is at 362. Brian Robinson's at 189. I don't know that tells us a lot going forward, though. I, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that. I'm just sharing information, and you guys can do what you want with it here. On the Palazzo Podcast, we're live on YouTube. Please subscribe if you've never subscribed before. Let's get up that subscriber count to 400. Let's do it. And, of course, we're a podcast, so if you've never rated or reviewed us, yesterday I took my mom's phone, and I finally reviewed all of my shows for her because she's never reviewed one of my podcasts. I finally did it. Thanks, Mom. Thanks for those reviews that I wrote. And I only tell you this because this is how a lot of people work. It's not a secret. It's all about an algorithm, and it's it's really shitty. It makes me feel shitty because I'm I got to play the game though. If we want to grow, I got to have reviews on Apple Podcasts. That's where everything goes to, unfortunately. So if you've never reviewed us and give us a five star rating on Apple Pods, please consider doing that. Please, please. Thank you very much. 
wow, dude. Yeah, wow, dude. I know. I was just sucking up and kissing ass. It's lame. Uh, okay, so you know what's funny, though, about the carries last week? Brian Robinson versus Gibson. I just told you about the massive differentiation in snap count, but B-Rob only had three less carries. That's pretty wild. That says a lot, maybe, about who the guy to trust going forward here. B-Rob gets doubled up in snaps by Gibson, but only has three less carries. So when he's in the game, he's in it to run the ball. That is interesting. And that is something we could lock onto tangibly and say, okay, I see you working, B-Rob. I like that. Oh, Mr. Vengeance is here. What's up, Mr. Vengeance? Good to have you back, my main man. Mr. Vengeance is not to be trifled with because he's Mr. Vengeance. Should I start Derek Carr, who plays at or wait and risk injured Justin Fields? Should I start Derek Carr hmm, or wait on Justin Fields? Well, Justin Fields ain't going to play this week, so you're going to have to use Derek Carr, right? Do I understand this correctly? Because I don't see another option. I, I, I mean, Derek Carr and the Raiders taking on the Seahawks. There's talk of some rain that could dampen that affair. Because otherwise, Raiders-Seahawks should be a high-scoring affair from the way I see it. Neither one of those defenses are very good. I know the Raiders' defense isn't good. And Seattle's defense has flashed at times, but they're just not as talented. They can't, they're not going to hold up throughout the long haul. But the Raiders, they're a mess. So... Yeah, start Derek Carr this week. I like the matchup. I really do. And I don't know if he could trust Justin Fields, Mr. Vengeance, coming back. I said this earlier on the show when we talked about the Bears and Trevor Simeon and Darnell Mooney's value rest of season. This is Justin Fields' a real problem here. I don't know how we can trust that he'll be healthy. I mean, it's all about his legs anyways. It's not, it's not him throwing the ball. So even if it is a shoulder injury, maybe he can just go out there and run. If there's no chance of making it worse by playing. Maybe that's something Bears think about. I don't know. Either way, you got to trust Derek Carr now. There's no faith. I don't see Fields getting super healthy right away. Boom. Plus, I talked about the Bears' playoff schedule. It's not pretty. So even if you wanted to hope that Fields comes back for fantasy playoffs, bad matchups. Bad matchups. Philadelphia, Buffalo. Ooh. Get the Lions in the title week, but you got to get there first. You got to get over Philadelphia and Buffalo to get there. That's tough. That is challenging, to say the least, in my opinion. Okay, moving forth here on the Palazzo Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs. Make sure you follow me everywhere. Follow us everywhere. Please subscribe to the YouTube. I say it a lot. Please follow us on your favorite preferred podcast platform. Yes, this is a podcast as well. In fact, I did a show for Thanksgiving morning yesterday that I didn't post on the pod feed. I just kept it on the YouTube only because it was really a live chat to prep for the upcoming three-game slate on Thanksgiving. And I didn't think it makes for quality audio. But this one's, we're not so focused on the live chat. We're doing the live chat, and you're welcome to drop your questions in here. And I will answer them because I like to help if I can. But this show is more interactive, which could be applied beyond just me answering live chat after live chat after live chat question, which can be boring for someone just listening. And I understand that. And if you're listening to this right now, I'm rambling and it's annoying. Yeah, and people are pissed. That's putting it mildly. But it's going to be okay because in the end, one day we'll all be dead. Damn! That's right. One day we will all turn to dust. Dust in the wind. All we are is dust. All we are is dust in the wind. <laughs> I'm thinking of 
Will Ferrell in old school. I'm trying to be silly about it. All right, Broncos and Panthers. We already talked about Cortland Sutton in great detail. I think Cortland Sutton's in for a rude awakening. Take the Panthers plus one. The Broncos suck. The Panthers are playing for job opportunities next season. You got coaches who are fighting for their lives to say, hey, look at me. Coach Steve Wilkes wants to get hired somewhere next year. Maybe he wants the Panthers job. I don't think he gets it, but he's trying. And they play for him. Panthers don't, they don't fuck around. That defense is tight. I love playing that defense against this Broncos offense this week, which is trash. I mean, they cut Melvin Gordon out, right? Melvin Gordon's gone. Also, Daryl Henderson was cut as well this week, and he signed on with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which doesn't mean squat to me. But it's Latavius Murray's backfield in Denver because Chase Edmonds is out too. So if you want to start a Bronco, I actually want to start Latavius Murray, and that's pretty much it. Maybe you want to start Greg Dulcich. Sure, why not? But I don't trust Sutton because I don't trust Wilson. I'm not starting Russell Wilson ever again. I would have cut his ass a while ago. I hope you've done the same. Please do that. All right, Baltimore Ravens at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Ravens just came off a very difficult game against those Panthers I just talked about. They got the win, and now they're going to Jacksonville, and the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites, three-and-a-half road favorites. That's two. The Bucs and the Ravens are three-and-a-half-point road favorites this week. The Jaguars, the season that could have been, feels like they should be a little bit better than the record, but they've blown too many games, and the Ravens close games. Now, and the Ravens play good on the road. They've been going on the road, been road warriors, beating the Saints on the road, beating the Bucs on the road. They get it done on the road. So you have to think the Ravens win this game. But I really, once again, just like the Bucs and the Browns game, I see some similarities here. I see some similarities. It's too many dicks. It's, it's a repeat. It's a repeat. Or maybe it's too many cooks. Maybe that's more appropriate. Too many cooks. Yeah, that's what it is. It's too many cooks. Either way, I see this being a field goal game, so I could take the Jaguars with that hook, knowing Justin Tucker pulls this out for the Ravens with the field goal late, and they win it like 20 to 17. But that's a win for the Jaguars side. I do... Gus Edwards is supposed to play this week. He's supposed to be healthy. Jacksonville can be run on, but I don't think Gus Edwards is a good matchup for the way the Jacksonville defense is set up. They're pretty quick, and they can limit him. I like Kenyon Drake. When Kenyon Drake is kind of put off to the side a bit, he kind of comes up with better outings. It's strange. Last week, you had the full opportunity for Kenyon Drake to run the show, and he let me down big time, especially in DFS. Forever unclean. Yes, I'm forever unclean from that Kenyon Drake failure last week. Really pissed me off, Kenyon. But then somebody, sh- a bunch of people shit on Kenyon Drake in Twitter. I retweeted it last week saying, Kenyon, I'm not mad at you. Do your thing. I ain't mad at you. I'm mad at you. Tupac tribute. Rest in power, buddy. I ain't mad at you. That is bullshit. Well, some, that's the Twitter trolls right there saying that is bullshit. But, you know, we all make mistakes. We don't all perform the way we'd like to perform sometimes. Even if we have the best intentions, it just doesn't work out. Whoopsie daisy. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. Shit happens. Either way, I expect the Ravens to lock this one up, but I'm going to take the hook and I'm going to lock in on Trevor Lawrence throwing a touchdown to Christian Kirk once again. Lock that in for sure. I like Zay Jones this week. Get Zay Jones in there and make sure that you play Lamar Jackson. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. 
Lock it up, Lamar. That's what I say. This would be a great opportunity for Lamar to run around. I mean, where's Lamar been? Where's the big Lamar game? We just haven't had that since week three? I mean, Lamar's just been there. They're winning games, but I don't know how the Ravens can really dump a truckload of money for him with an extension. He's winning games, but he's not being the Lamar we've seen at times, the MVP-level Lamar who runs for 100 yards and throws for 250. Where's it been? This is a game where Lamar could do that. And I'm hoping we get to see that. But there's no wideouts. You could, you, Demarcus Robinson, uh, he's up in the air. I actually picked up Demarcus Robinson a lot this week. I thought it'd be a nice play going forward because there's no wideout that Lamar could trust. It's all about Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, the two tight ends, really. So it's really interesting. I want to see how that plays out. Let's see if a wideout steps up this week for the Ravens against Jacksonville, but I'm not sure. Oh, John, <laughs> nothing but love for you. That's right. That's right. Hey, Johnny, what's up, dude? My main man, Johnny. Hey. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. That's for you, John. How you doing, buddy? John's a great... John knows what I'm talking about. John's getting fired up from Michigan, Ohio State tomorrow. John, what's going on? Are we watching the game? You got to work? I need the update, man. Come on. Because I want to fit in. John knows I want to fit in. Nothing but love for you. You know, that's, you know, when I hear that, that reminds me of Silver Linings Playbooks when uh, the two brothers embrace and they're both standing face to face. And he goes, as my man Danny would say, I got nothing but love for you, brother. And then they hug, and it's a really nice moment. I love that movie. Silver Linings Playbook, one of the greatest movies ever. It's a football movie. It's a mental health, mental illness movie. It's a love story. It's a... A story about football and, uh, you know, community. It's a lot going on there. I've never seen a movie weave so many storylines together like Silver Linings Playbook did. It's a great film. Definitely holds up. If you've never seen it, do yourself a favor. It's also a Christmas movie. There's a Christmas element. The whole thing ends at Christmas. So, yeah, get your ass over there and check that movie out, okay? Otherwise, I don't know what to tell you. Fuck you, dickhead. Oh, that's harsh. I wouldn't say that. Come on. No, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. I'm not arguing that with you. All right. All right. Uh, let me finish this up and get the hell out of here. Go live my life. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. I hope you enjoy Thanksgiving and the holidays, your Black Friday madness, whatever you're doing. The game, Ohio State, Michigan. That's what I'll be doing. I'm locked in on that. All right. Chargers are at the Cardinals. Chargers are three point. No, they're two and a half point favorites in Arizona right now. That's what I'm seeing. And Kyler Murray's supposed to be back on the table this week. I love Latavius Murray. I said that earlier. That's for my guy, Mr. Vengeance. I love, or wait, whoever asked about Murray, I love Latavius Murray. He's one of the only Broncos I would play this week. But Kyler Murray's not a guy you could trust, and I don't know if he's going to start or if it's going to be Colt McCoy. I mean, <laughs> they, the Cardinals looked lifeless. They looked absolutely lifeless in that 49ers matchup. I really, I thought the Cardinals would hang. I took the 10 points. I'm like, okay. Anytime Shanahan's a big favorite, it just doesn't work out. But this is the one time where it did work out. So let's try to file that away for later when we think about that narrative. But the Chargers are hanging around. They're doing the thing. Keenan Allen looked good in his return. So Keenan Allen against the Cardinals, I like him. I still like Josh Palmer. He doesn't go away. Josh Palmer is very much a part of this offense. Him and Herbert have a connection big time. And you're going to start Palmer. 
You got to start D-Hop. You got to start James Conner. And, you know, Max Williams is a guy, spells his name with two X's, Max. Max Williams. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yeah, I know. It was, but he does spell it with two X's. And Max Williams was off the IR last week. He's back. He's a guy I really liked out of Minnesota, former Golden Gopher. And uh, I would be keeping an eye if you need a tight end this week. I know there's no buys. All the teams are in action for week 12, which is a nice little treat for us. We got four games on the 4 o'clock slate, by the way. That's unheard of. That is so rare. So when you're sitting on ass... Sunday watching football, you're going to be very happy when you have four games at the 4 o'clock window. Could it what? Sitting on ass? Yeah, it's going to be great. Oh, man. And about 7 o'clock, you're going to look at yourself. You're going to see all the pizza boxes or the cartons of empty food, the ice cream, whatever the hell it is you're eating. You're going to look around. You're going to see all the carnage. And you're going to say... I've made a huge mistake. That's right. All right, so... uh, Cardinals underdogs at home. The Chargers don't. The Chargers beat the Falcons on the road as three point favorites. So I'm going to stick with it. The Chargers as a favorite on the road. I hate it, but the Cardinals look like they're toast. So I'm going to take the Chargers. And I'm not excited about anybody other than DeAndre Hopkins. Rondale Moore got hurt last week. That totally sucked for me because I had him a lot in my showdown lineups on DFS. And I love Rondale this year. He's been a been a nice player, racking up receptions underneath. And the fact that he went out so early right off the bat was a big bummer. I don't know if he's going to play. That groin is a problem. So no Rondell Moore. Greg Dortch is also questionable, though. So I don't know who else you can trust. That's what I'm saying. Look at the tight ends there in Arizona and think about using them if you're desperate. But I would just try to avoid it altogether if I could. That's just me. You know, I'm a call me a crazy guy. You know, I just like butter in my ass and lollipops in my mouth. Call me crazy. Call me a pervert, you know. What movie is that from? Anybody know that line? Because that is definitely from a film, and I just swiped it from that movie. Live here on the Plazo Podcast. Woohoo! They also called me Mr. Dynamite, by the way. Mr. Dynamite! But you can just call me Michael. Follow me on Twitter, MJ Govier. Hit me up anytime, by the way. DM me anything you need. Discord is always live. I dropped the link in the live chat today. Uh, John says, watching the game in a closet with no distractions. Love you, dude. <laughs> About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. That is intense. That's very intense, John. I love it, though. I wouldn't expect anything less. So I wish you well. I'll see you later, John. Bye, Felicia. All right, let's finish this up, and I'll go bye-bye. I already talked about Raiders, Seahawks. Raiders are three-and-a-half-point dogs in Seattle. I can see the Raiders winning this game outright. There's supposed to be rain, like I said, so let's keep an eye on the forecast. If it's not windy, though, I don't think the rain will be that big of a deal. But let's look at the forecast heading into Sunday. It's a 4 o'clock game, so we have time. And we can see how that'll play out. But Seahawks coming off their loss in Germany off a of bye. They've got their players. They're healthy. And I want to start all of them because that Raiders defense sucks. So I'm starting all the Seahawks without any question. And then from the Raiders perspective, sure. I mean, Derek Carr could do something. Then again, monkeys might fly out of my butt. <laughs> you ever heard that one? That's funny. But the Raiders are just, man, they're annoying. They're very annoying. Because they let you down time and time again. But Josh Jacobs, I love Jacobs and Kenneth Walker here going head-to-head. This should be a lot of fun. I want to see what Jacobs does. He carried the ball 24 times last week for 109 yards. It was a big, big part of the win over the shitty Broncos. Jacobs closing in on 1,000 yards already. He should break that in this game. He's got seven rushing touchdowns on the year. And he also had that big catch in the Denver game, that 41-yard grab. That was huge. 
So I love Josh Jacobs. I'm starting him. The Raiders, if you have a Raider you want to use, Mac Hollins comes to mind. I don't fear the Seattle defense, and neither should you. All right, the Rams and the Chiefs, plus 15 and a half. The Rams are dead in the water. Their lines are terrible. Offensive line, defensive line, they can't do anything. But Bryce Perkins could be fun. He's got nothing to lose. He's a first-time starter in the NFL. And if McVay is motivated at all, I can actually see the Rams covering this one. Desperate, desperate times for the Rams. Is McVay tuned out? Is he like, here you go, I don't give a shit. I'm mailing it in. This is just practice for the future. We're talking about practice. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I'm in the, maybe I'm trying to spin this around. You know, I'm trying to find a reason that the Rams could do something here. <laughs> spin it. Maybe I'm not. Either way. I mean, it looks like the Chiefs game for sure, but it, I don't know. It's such a big ass number and weird shit happens in the NFL. These are professional teams. This ain't college. Just going to say that. All right. Saints, uh, by the way, uh, Allen Robinson Ugh. I don't know how you could trust him. Uh, the thing about Tutu Atwell is he had that one catch, that one big catch for a touchdown. That was big. So is there life with Tutu Atwell now? Will there be a connection between him and Bryce Perkins? Something to monitor, and the Chiefs could be checked out, and there could be some garbage time opportunity in this game. That's the only advantage I see right now. But I also think the Rams could be sneaky, so... I mean, not the running attack. I mean, Kyron Williams is my guy. They let Daryl Henderson go. So can Kyron Williams be unleashed this week? I would love to see that happen. And the Chiefs can be exploited defensively. They can. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into starting Kyron Williams and definitely Tyler Higby. And wide receiver-wise, you know, go ahead. Throw throw a bone. I don't know. Throw a coin in the air. Uh close your eyes and count to 10 and then have someone pick a number. And if it's close to one of the other numbers that you would tag to a wide receiver, that's the guy you start from the Rams. But otherwise who cares? Who cares? I can't trust the Rams wideouts, but I trust Higby and I'd like to see the running game flourish a bit here. Back to basics, back to basics, McVay. Come on now. Don't let us down. Don't bring me down. Don't bring me down. Oh, Hayden Myers here. What's up, Hayden? Hayden, make sure you subscribe to the channel here. Great to have you aboard. Hayden wants to know, do I start Latavius Murray or Rashad White over Aaron Jones since the Packers play the Eagles or I just stick with Jones? I don't know how you can trust Aaron Jones at all. I don't know how you could trust him whatsoever. And Rashad White's got a, he's going to have the full compliment. No four net. Rashad White has the keys of the castle against the Browns. And then Latavius Murray, it's his backfield as well. I would start Murray or White over Aaron Jones. I really, really would. Now, I know Aaron Jones could get his shit together eventually, but I just think he got better options. And I don't know how you could trust Aaron Jones is ready to rock. What, what gives you any indication that, you know what? This is Aaron Jones' time. I'm feeling it. This is Aaron Jones' week. I don't know how we know that in any way. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Sorry, Aaron Jones, but I just, I'd rather go with Murray or White. I like those matchups better, and I like that they both have control of their backfield entirely. Akrazia, what's up, Akrazia? How you doing? Pick two running backs to start and one flex. Okay, so we need two running backs to start and one flex. We got Eckler, Connor, Pyrene. We covered this earlier. Pirine, Pirine, Samaji Pirine of the Bengals. No Joe Mixon this week. Rashad White, Isaiah Pacheco, you know I love him. Najee Harris. Devontae Smith, full PPR. That's important, full PPR. Uh, Just Bob's here. What's up, Just Bob? How you doing, my man? Shout out to you. P. Ryan also, no mixing. That's right. Thank you, Just Bob. 
All right, back to Akrazia's question. Akrazia, subscribe to the channel here. Love having you aboard. Also, the Discord link is in the live chat. You newcomers, you can come ask questions anytime you want. Discord's totally free. Free! So we have to pick two running backs. Let's pick Rashad White and Isaiah Pacheco. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do it. I know Eckler's got the Cardinals and Connor's taking on the Chargers. They're both in the same game, but I'd rather start Rashad White and Pacheco. I really would. Najee Harris, he's showed a little bit of life lately. That's interesting. Maybe Najee. I think the top three, there were White, Pacheco, and Najee. Those are the three running backs I would choose from that bundle. And then for a flex, full PBR, you got to start Devonta Smith, I think. Although Eckler could catch some balls out of the backfield. I mean, it's tough to bench Eckler. I understand you might look at me and you're hearing the words, like, dude, you can't bench Eckler. And I know it sounds crazy, but it depends how desperate you are and look at the matchups. I, you probably can't bench Eckler, Eckler, so you should probably use him. But I love Devonta Smith against the pack to catch some balls, especially full PPR. Eckler, Smith, White, Pacheco, Najee, those are the four guys I like. And you're going to start three of these here. So you pick one more to pull. I'm giving you a top four. I'm, I'm putting it back on you, Akrazia, because you are the manager. In the end, you got to make the decision. That's my two cents. Our Saints and Niners. The Saints are almost nine-point dogs on the road to the 49ers. 49ers are looking like badasses. But, man, this is a... 49ers played a great game in Mexico City. But once again, they're big favorites at home against a Saints team that has offensive weapons. So they can hang around. You can't just put the Saints to bed, I don't think. I'm going to take the Saints in the points. And I would start the Saints options without fear. Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson. I know the 49ers can really shut down tight ends. That could be a problem. But they're going to need to throw the ball to win this game. Kamara's got to catch more balls out of the backfield. And for the 49ers' perspective, I start all these guys every week, except McCaffrey. I really believe they're going to save McCaffrey for the playoffs. It's looking that way. The Niners are about winning a championship, and they don't want to lose McCaffrey to injury. They're proving it by the usage over the last couple of weeks. So I don't know how we can trust starting McCaffrey. It sounds crazy again, but you got to think about what's before you now and what is your standing situation are you desperate to make the playoffs are you trying to lock in a seed is your season over so who cares which if that's the case and you're watching or listening to this that's amazing but i would just be very concerned about mccaffrey i love debo and a kittle and iuke i love all the other options even jimmy g he's not going to throw for a ton of yards but if he rack up the touchdown passes that's useful it is and the saints defense it's not they're not that great they're not We've seen them in shootouts. We've seen them shut out the Raiders, but the Raiders are just a bizarro team. We've also seen them give up a lot of points to the Seahawks. So the Saints lost flat out on the road to Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, 20-10. to 10. So maybe they're a really bad road team. I don't know. But I don't want to miss out on what Olave can give us in Kamara at the very least. Landry? Can't trust Landry. I, I don't know if you could trust... Any other options in New Orleans? Nolens, right? Right. Okay. And then there was the Sunday night game, Packers and the Eagles. We've alluded to this a bit. I kind of want to take the Packers in the six and a half. I really do. Because I think the Eagles, they kind of plateaued a bit. But if the Packers are a mess, they're a mess. And if Aaron Rodgers has a bad thumb, he's got a bad thumb. 
And if there's dissension and dysfunction and confusion, if Christian Watson is just going to catch all the touchdowns, that's great. I don't know how you could bench Christian Watson this week. You got to play him. But don't worry about A.J. Brown's illness. Start Devonta Smith. Start Quez Watkins. I'm telling you, Quez Watkins keeps showing up. He's catching some balls. He's a part of this offense. With no Dallas Godare, more wide receiver action. Three wide out sets, four wide out sets. Yeah, for real. That's fun for the Eagles. And on the Packers side, A.J. Dillon's a ghost. I mean, what the hell happened to him? I thought he was going to have a great year this year. Genius, genius, genius. That was not genius at all. It was a huge mistake. So, uh, yeah, and I made a huge mistake. That's what I did. I've made a huge mistake. So I don't know how you can trust Dillon to do anything this week. Maybe a miracle happens, but, I mean, I'd love to see Romeo Dobbs back out there. I really like what I've seen for Dobbs. I did not drop him in the leagues I had him in because I really like what I saw for him, but. Um, you know, Dobbs probably won't be back for a, a few weeks if he comes back at all. And they got a bye week in week 14, so it might just be this Philly game, then the Chicago game, bye week, then Dobbs comes back. And by then, the Packers season could be over. So it's frustrating. It's sad. We all want to win. We want to fit in. But sometimes things don't go our way. Call 911. Tell them that your team has been exploited and robbed of its potential. Call 911! Because there's no Dobbs. And I understand, Packers fans, I feel for you, but you've had a hell of a run for like 30 years, so I don't feel that bad for you, especially as a guy from Metro Detroit. I've seen enough of the Packers dominating. In the end, I want to take the Packers, but it's probably best to take the Eagles, but I really do want to take the Packers in the 6.5. Maybe I could buy it up to uh, 7.5. That would make me feel a little bit better. But I don't really do that. I'm not a buy it up or buy it down guy. I take what I see and I choose whether to play it or not. You don't have to play every game, folks. You don't. Even though I do probably play a little bit too much volume. And then finally, there's the Steelers at the Colts. I like the Colts defense here. They're only two and a half point favorites against the Steelers. I like the Colts all day. I really do. I think the Colts defensively are really, really good at limiting passes. Like big pass plays, a lot of pass yardage. Najee Harris here as a running back could really have a day and then some underneath passing, but that's what the Colts want him to do. They want him to throw it out in front of them and then they'll just swarm and shut it down. But the Steelers, they're feisty. They're trying. Kenny Pickett's not making as many mistakes lately. That's fun. And he's learning on the job. I think Mike Tomlin accepted this season that, you know what? If we want to get good again, we got to learn on the job and we got to go through it together. I think the whole organization's on that page. So... I see this as a tight game, a low-scoring affair. Colts, Steelers, it seems like two teams that can really get bogged down in their run games and the mess of it all. But Jonathan Taylor, he should have a monster game this week. Jonathan Taylor all day, all night long. All night long. All night. Hell yeah. Give me some and then some. And there it is. That's the show. We've done it. We talked about all the football for week 12. I hope that all your lineups come into a wonderful moment of ecstasy where you win and you win dfs money and you win your weekly leagues and your season longs and everybody wins we yay woo i want y'all to win <coughs> man i need some water man that is bullshit that's not bullshit but either way i'm glad you guys came to the show here i know it's black friday it's a holiday weekend so anybody who popped in the live chat i'm grateful for that make sure you subscribe to the youtube hit us up on social media plato podcast Two L's, two Z's. Utah.
Give me two. It's very simple. That's how it works. All right. The game tomorrow. Can't wait. Social media. I'll probably be throwing up some videos on Twitter during the game. Michigan, Ohio State's going to be so intense. I'm going to be jacked up. I'm going to be jacked to the tits like Ryan Gosling in the big short. It's going to be badass. Looking forward to it so much. And then it's on to Sunday, and I look forward to hopefully winning some DFS money. I, it's been a rough season. DFS, I've won a little bit here, a little bit there, but I haven't had the big victory, you know? I just want that one big victory. Seems like the same guys probably winning every week. What the hell do I know? But I do cover DFS at FTN. We got the Sunday morning show. If you want to be a part of it, go to FTNDaily.com. Sign up now. Use my promo code MJGovier, FTNDaily.com, and you can catch that show every Sunday morning. We break it all down with three-time Millie Maker winner, Two Gun. Yes, he's won three Millie Makers. Multi-million dollar winner. It's amazing. So if you want access to that, FTN Daily, promo code MJGovier. That's how it's done. All right, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your lives. Thanks for being here, supporting the show. Help us grow. Share it with your friends. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And let's turn it over to the man himself for a little inspiration. I'm going to think about Michigan-Ohio State while I watch this clip. As Al Pacino gets me fired up for the Game of Games. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional lives. All comes down to today. Either... We heal as a team, or we're going to crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in the mirror. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out Life's his game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, Every minute, every second. <laughs> On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. 
when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living and dying. I'll tell you this, in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.